Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been uh, putting together over the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, as well as more importantly, other people's thoughts and takes about the whole world of investing, a whole world of investing in stocks and ETFs. The whole goal here is hopefully for you to take away some nuggets of information and insights and be able to bring it back to your own personal investing uh, situation uh, with the goal to help you make ultimately make more successful investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I try to do is, if you've never heard of the term investment coach, if this is the first time you've heard of the term investment coach, uh, let me break it down for you. What I try to do is, try, is help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem uh, that most people face, especially when we're getting into the whole investing concept, is they either feel really uh, intimidated or frustrated or confused by the whole process. They either uh, don't know where to start if they're new to investing, or they've been investing for a long period of time but just aren't making any progress or making any traction with their portfolios. So what I do as an investment coach at the end of the day is I teach people. I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today is part three of my little mini-series that I've been uh, doing on trying to figure out, uh, answer a fundamental question that we all have to ask as investors is, especially you know as we're investing in stocks, is what drives stock prices? What makes them go up? What makes them go down? And how do we, how can we use this? How can we figure this stuff out so we can ultimately make more investment decisions and make more money and grow our savings meaningfully? So just to do a quick recap, uh, in part one, I started this whole cont- uh, journey, I guess, uh, by taking a look at, uh, at a core foundation uh, piece that really drives stock prices, and that's ultimately st- stability, uh, stability and the rule of law. Um, knowing as a business uh, that you there is stability and predictability, some element of predictability in terms of how the rule of law is going to be enforced and how the stability of you know society and institutions are going to be, that's going to factor in into how stock prices are going to drive in that particular area, in particular region, in that particular society. So stability, uh, stability in institutions is a factor. Uh, in my last episode, part two, I started to look a little bit at the supply-demand side of it, the whole concept of, uh, you know, if people are really want to get into buying stocks, that has a factor that, it, that, it, that can impact the degree of where stock prices can go in the short term. And also, it can impact the ability of where stock prices go in the long term. Um, and so I took a little bit, look, took, try to figure, you know, try to address the concept looking at it from a, from a basic supply-demand equation. And what that kind of bled into or fed into was a whole kind of a beginning of a discussion about the behavioral aspects of what can drive stock prices. We talked about uh, the concept of groupthink and herding and FOMO and how, how our behaviors um, can feed into how stock prices will move. And so I talked a little bit about that. So I kind of wanted this week, I want to I wanna build on it here in part three. I want to build upon some of that and 
and take a look at um, <clears throat> another factor, which I think, which, which I think is, a, is, a, is an important factor that drives stock prices. And it really starts, revolves around the concept of, of, of fate and the concept, certain element of randomness that goes into how stock prices behave and how stock prices move. And really to start my little dive into this, it's, I want to start off with a quote, and that's kind of where this really started from. And it's taken from uh, a really famous investor, Howard Marks. Um, a lot of people know about Warren Buffett, but I don't think a lot of as many you know, run-of-the-mill uh, people who are investing know much about Howard Marks. He is the founder and manager and creator of Oak Tree Capital. A lot of people hear about you know Warren Buffett's annual letters to shareholders, which have become like iconic and just kind of like the Bible in a way for for investors out there. Um, you might want to also take a look at some of uh, Howard Marks's uh, commentary and letters to his shareholders, because um, they are just as profound and just as uh, insightful. Um, there's a lot to learn from his uh, observations about what goes on in the markets. And a lot of it comes from a, a behavioral perspective as well as a, uh, and he puts numbers behind it too, which is, which is great. It's a nice combination. So um, there's a quote he did um, in, an, in, a, in an interview that he did uh, with uh, Barry Ridholtz in his podcast, The Masters of Business uh, podcast, another cool podcast you might want to check out. Um, so I'm going to read this quote, and it kind of feeds into, and it's kind of being asked the question, um, how do you know where you are in the market cycle without paying attention to macroeconomics? Again, building off, and I thought this was a great feed-in from, from the last episode to kind of feed into this one. Um, uh, Howard Marks says, quote, you have to understand that, th that there are no physical laws at work in investing, and the future is uncertain and vague and random, and psychology dominates. Richard Feynman said, quote, physics would be much harder if electrons had feelings. You come in the room, you flip up the switch, and the lights go on. Every time. Why is that? Because the electrons flow from the switch to the lights. They never flow the other way. They never go on strike. They never fall asleep. They never say, uh, today, you know what, I don't feel like flowing from the switch to the light. That's physical science. You have to understand the distinction between your field, in this case he's talking about architecture, and the field of investing, where there are no laws, there are only tendencies. A big reason why I think people have a hard time with investing and get really frustrated by it is when they're taught investing, they're taught basically rules. Um, they are told, we're told, you know, buy stocks with low P ratios, growth stocks, buy value stocks, um, technical analysis, go read the charts. The charts will tell you what to do. Um, we hear about passive investing right now, uh, how it's so much better than active investing, index investing, go buy ETFs. Um, all of these ways that we teach investing or people learn about investing or apply investing are really based on rules. Um, and for me, when I started investing, I'm no, I was no different. I, I was, I'm a big advocate, still am, uh, of utilizing the, the whole economic value-added approach, looking at companies' returns on invest the capital create versus the company's cost of capital. Uh, those are rules, rules-based. And so what Marx is talking about is 
you know, rules are there, but ultimately rules are there until they don't work. And a better way to approach it when you look at investing is you have to look at it from a certain, look at it instead of a rules-based approach, take a principles-based approach, take a, um, an ID, uh, you know, tendencies. He talks about tendencies. There are no only tendencies in investing. And investing is really all about understanding tendencies because there's, there's a certain randomness there to investing. There's a certain, you know, there's a certain unknown factor with what, how stocks are going to react and behave in the future. Um, there's risk. And that's one of the things about investing is it's risky. There is a possibility that you could lose some or all of your money. And so a lot of times people invest almost sort of taking, kind of taking a leap of faith element and, uh, or focus on the rules. You know, ah, well, I'll just do it because everybody else is doing it. Um, tendencies are a bit different. If you have an understanding of what the tendencies are and how stocks behave, that's going to be a lot more... Uh, profound and it's going to be a lot more effective in terms of how you're going to make investment decisions. Mechanics, when we're looking at rules-based, we're talking mechanical stuff. Those are tools and the thing about tools is they're constantly changing. The, me the mechanics of how we analyze companies and how we determine if a stock is cheap or expensive, those kind of evolve over, they, they kind of get tweaked and massaged and tangled over time. Um, principles, they're a little bit more sticky. And one of the things I try to do with people that I work with is uh, instead of teaching people the mechanics, which I do, I do teach people the mechanical side of, of, of analyzing stocks and ETFs, but I, I, before I even go there, I, I, I invest quite a bit of time in, in making people more aware of the principles of, and as Marx calls it, the tendencies of investing. And so today I kind of want to share with you, like, what are these tendencies and how do you, can you use them? How how these tendencies can be used in terms of how you build your own personal investment ideology and ultimately make decisions based on that ideology, how you formulate your invest, what I call the invest, your investing playbook and how you actually go about making decisions. So ultimately, stock prices are driven by tendencies. And if you understand these tendencies and you're aware of them, the chances are of you making better investment decisions are, are going to be in your favor. So what are these tendencies? Well, the first tendency I'm going to talk to you about is, is time. Stocks over long periods of time will generate positive returns. If you hold stocks for long periods of time, the chances of you, chances of those stocks or your portfolio rising are pretty good. Time is a factor. Time is a tendency um, in investing. You need to stay in the game. Staying in, staying in stocks, keeping consistently investing in stocks is proven to be a good thing over the long period of time. Second tendency. Um, <clears throat> higher stock prices or stock prices that are going up, that go up, are, ten, are, are, are accompanied with volatility. So if you want to invest in stocks that are going to go up, you need to accept you need to accept straight up at the front of it, at the beginning of it, that on its way to going up, that there are going to be periods of volatility where it may not go straight up from the bottom left to the top right. There are going to be periods of volatility. 
And ultimately, volatility is what drives stock prices. Fluctuations in price is what's going to drive stock. So the faster you can understand that, you know what, stocks are not going to go up straight up or straight down. They're going to go zigzagging. They may go zigzagging and up, and there's all going to be all times of volatility. And the beauty of investing is, again, linking it up to the previous one where I talked about time. If you're able to stomach that volatility, if you have a really comfort level with knowing that stock prices go up and down and can fluctuate radically, um, ultimately you're going to get paid for taking that risk. And again, we're coming back to risk. Another principle is stock markets crash. There are going to be periods where the markets are just going to tank and crap out. But the good news is they recover. They tend to recover. The tendency is during down periods, there's always up periods. And when you think about it, you know, when you, when you see stock prices rise, you know, they're coming from a low period, right? They're coming from a low point, right? It goes logic. Stock prices go up day by day, year by year, month by month. Um, they're coming, they're coming, they're rising from somewhere low. So you have to obviously think that that's coming from a period where either the company's going through a bad period or a tough period, or, you know, the business is in a low cycle, or the overall markets are in a low cycle. Stocks come from somewhere. Stock prices go up. They have to start from somewhere. Um, so think about it. You're factoring in time. You're factoring volatility. You're, tra you're, tra you're factoring in uh, the sort of, uh, you know, which uh, Robert Schiller talks about, you know, reversion to the mean concept. These are all elements that factor into stock prices. And you kind of need to be aware of these principles when you're making decisions about buying or selling stocks. Um, the final tendency with respect to stock prices is the whole concept of cheap. Cheap stocks, quote unquote cheap stocks, over long periods of time will do well. They will do well, and in some cases they will outperform. Um, not consistently, not over time, not every, you know, it's not a slam dunk. Because, as I said earlier, stock prices don't go up in a straight line and they don't go, go down in a straight line. They often go through extreme periods of price fluctuation. But at the end of the day, again, going back to the principle of time, the tendencies of being invested for long periods of time, if you're able to do that and find those cheap stocks and be able to hold those cheap stocks for long periods of time and stomach a lot of the volatility, um, your chances of making good investment decisions are higher. Chances are of stock prices gravitating higher are, are much higher. Now, you're probably also saying, gee, I mean, these tendencies sound like rules too. So, you know, what's different from what you said earlier about mechanics being, you know, not a big deal. Um, over time, and the cool thing about a lot of these tendencies is there's data to back it up. And, you know, if we go back... Um, to 1900, if you go back over like the last 120 years of, of market information, you will see that stock prices tend to earn about three to six percent. That's just there. It's there. It's numbers. It's fact. And so, if you're invested for long periods of time, the chances of you getting that kind of consistent returns are there. The numbers show it to us. Um, you look at stuff about market crashes. Markets crash and they recover. The volatility in there shows that the markets recover, and they tend to recover better than what happened during the crash. Again, if you're staying invested and we're staying and willing to stomach the volatility, you will probably do well. That being said, it's you know easier said than done because the big gorilla in the room that kind of screws with us 
um, that tries to take us away from these tendencies, these behaviors, or the, is our own behavior. And really, the product of the ability for us to manage these and capitalize on these tendencies and use them to our benefit are ultimately driven by our behaviors and ultimately how we react to periods of volatility, periods of market crashes, periods of market exuberance. Uh, ultimately, it comes back to us you and me, individual investors, on how we deal with this, because I'm bringing this now down. I've started really high, and now I'm bringing this down to you and me. How you and I react to all these things is going to ultimately drive what stock prices are, where stock prices are going to go. So how do we improve the odds in our favor? Well, it's awareness. And when I say awareness, we're talking education. Um, we, need to be, we need to be aware of these tendencies, these behaviors, these principles of how stock prices behave. And that's really why I'm doing this, these, these episodes, is just to give you that flavor and that taste of what these tendencies are. So you can start thinking about it, start framing them, start learning about them, and start educating yourself so you can react to these tendencies or take on these tendencies and use them to your advantage. So education is a factor that's going to help you deal with all this. Engagement, the ability to practice. I talk about practicing. You know, as a coach, that's what I, I do to people, as I do with, work with people, is, is I help them practice this concept of, of practicing, making decisions, evaluating stocks, and leveraging these principles and formulating them into their investing decision. And then finally, the, 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 the other factor, the competency that's going to help us manage these things better and lead to better outcomes is empowerment. Because ultimately, if we're educating ourselves and we're more aware of these principles and tendencies and we're engaging in them, leveraging them, we're going to feel confident when we make those decisions. And we're not going to shirk away from those decisions. We're going to take them on. So, you know, at the start of this uh, episode, I talked about, uh, start of the show, I talked about you know, what I do as an investment coach. You know, I teach people, I engage with them how to make investment decisions. Ultimately, what I do is I help people build their investing competencies. I educate them, I engage with them, and I practice with them, and I give them the confidence. These are the core tenets of, of really, from what I, my experience is, people who really know this investing thing really nailed down. So, tendencies, principles. Principles are a core factor of what drives stock prices. And I've, today we've gone through a bunch of them. If you have an awareness and an understanding of these principles, your chances of you, of you making better investment decisions or framing your decisions evaluating your investment decisions are going to be in your favor. And so when we continue on in the next couple of episodes, I'm going to take this and start kind of, you know, today I'm talking about, you know, principles. In the next couple of episodes, I want to drive into a little bit something called the mechanical side of it and start looking at a couple of, of I don't know, data points or data, some kind of metrics that we can kind of help us um, that we traditionally have used to make decisions, but maybe look at it from a different perspective. So I'm going to do, and uh, that's what's coming up in the next couple of episodes. So today, it's really about principles, tendencies, um, our behaviors toward them, how we react to these tendencies. That's a factor that drives stock prices. How we react to these uh, behaviors and actions in the market are ultimately going to drive determine whether stocks go up and down.
So I'll leave it right there <laughs> and let you meditate on this concept, on these concepts. And uh, if you have any questions, you feel free to drop me a line. My, you can check me out on my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can drop me an email through there. Uh, lots of information about the, I got all my podcasts, my videos, uh, all my courses, my online courses that I teach, as well as my in-person courses that I teach. If you're interested in learning more about this stuff and really kind of getting your investing mojo in, in full swing, check it out. Check me out on uh, sageinvestors.ca. You can find me on Twitter. If you want to get a hold of me, you can check me out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on Instagram also where I post some charts and links to my uh, blogs and podcasts and videos. Uh, my hat handle there is at Sage Investors Nation. You can also find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Just do a search for Sage Investors. Um, yeah, that's where you can pretty much find me. So that's all I got for this week. Um, we'll continue on this little mini series that I'm doing on what drives stock prices. Got a couple of more episodes for you, so feel free to check those out. Thank you very much for listening in. Uh, my name is Amin of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.